the 49ers drop to 2-3 and three on the season. This is the second year in a row the Niners are 2-3 and three heading into week 6 after the Niners dropped their second consecutive NFC West battle to the Arizona Cardinals 17-10 on Sunday in Trey Lance's first NFL start. On this episode of the 49er Way Podcast, Zach Chevy and myself will recap the Niners-Cardinals matchup. Look ahead. The Niners are off next week with a bye week, but we'll look ahead to the second half of the season and see what's ahead for the Niners, what needs to be changed, and how can the Niners rebound from this three-game skid that they're on currently. So keep it locked, stay tuned, and don't forget to give the 49er way a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more 49ers news and analysis. Welcome back to the 49er Way Podcast, Faithful, Jay Sahoda, Zach Chevy. Of course, for more 49ers news and analysis, don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more daily Niners content. The 49ers have dropped to 2-3 and three and 0-2 and in the division after an ugly 17-10 loss in Trey Lance's debut. I, 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 three straight after winning... The first two games and starting out 2-0, and the Niners have lost three straight and now head into the bye week. Chevy, how's it going? How's your week? And obviously, you know, Niners have now lost three straight games. Oh, week's been pretty good. I mean, football Sunday, there was a lot of crazy stuff that happened with a lot of missed field goals and field goals made. But uh, speaking about the Niners, I, you know, I, I'm kind of worried. Two and three, three losses in a row, but... I'm not going to lie, I was shocked with the game on Sunday. I think it went the complete opposite direction as I was expecting. Um, I don't think Trey Lance looked terrible, but I don't think NFL starting quarterback right now. But, you know, I, I think we'll dive more into the game. But uh, I wasn't too upset with the game, but disappointed with the result. Yeah, I can get behind that. I thought our defense was, was really great. I mean, they kept us in the game for – really the entire game. I was, I was kind of just waiting to the point when the offense just kept going three and out three or on this occasion, four and out, four and out. <laughs> and the Cardinals, you know, the, their offense didn't really do anything. I know Kyler Murray's a little banged up, but D'Amico Ryan's unit, they did a hell of a job. DJ Jones was great. Bosa was great. Fred was all over the place. I thought Josh Norman played very well. I thought on that last touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins, I don't think Josh Norman could have done anything else. No to... one could have done anything else. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Yeah, that was just DeAndre Hopkins being DeAndre Hopkins, and the guy's just an absolute beast. So, you know, I, I thought our defense was very good. Our offense, on the other hand, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, we talked about this last week. Our running game is just, I don't, I don't know what the hell's going on. And honestly, I'm shocked that, we haven't done anything to change it. And I know Elijah Mitchell's good, but he's very young. Trey Sermon, okay, has had two starts, one kind of mediocre, another one a lot better, but then he has one carry in this game, which I don't understand why. I, I, don't, I don't know what the hell's going on. And then you got the whole Brandon Ayuk situation, which, honest, if I'm being completely honest, I don't see anything wrong with Brandon Ayuk. That's just my personal... We're just not getting him the ball a lot. Other than that... Every time we've thrown it his way, the guy's making a great grab. So I don't know what the hell Kyle Shanahan's talking about. Oh, we, we haven't seen a lot of him. He's been hurt. Then John Lynch comes out today and says, oh, you know, we, we, we haven't seen, you know, what we're expecting out of him. 
Well, then what the hell are you expecting out of him to be the next like T.O. like I don't, or Jerry Rice? Like he's gonna get there. This is his second season, so I don't know what the hell is going on with our offense. But I'm I'm definitely a little concerned. And yeah, we will dive a little more into it. Yeah, I, I, the offense is a bit concerning. You know, as I said, Trey Lance's first play, first drive, he started off looking good. You know, he he had the dual threat with the legs and the arm. Uh, when he threw that pick, I was so upset because he had a wide 10 yards open that could have got him the first down without having to throw the ball by running it and instead he threw the ball overshot Travis Benjamin and it was his first pick but that wasn't even the end of the game like that that was the start of the game you know it didn't really matter because our defense was playing great the biggest thing on offense was the drops I would say you know, Mohamed Sanu dropped a perfect pass from Trey Lance that would have been a first down on, I'm pretty sure it was either like a third and long or a fourth down. I'm pretty sure it was a third and long. And, uh, you know, if he made that play, we would have had the momentum and probably could have tied the game up or taken the lead there. And, and it's really just plays like that that really stalled the offense and, and didn't help Trey Lance, who was a rookie, trying to, you know, do well. But one thing I do want to point out is the offense is a lot more dynamic when Trey Lance is in the starting at the QB. Those quarterback design runs, they were phenomenal. I, I love them. I, I loved watching Trey Lance do it. I loved Trey Lance uh, playing the option with uh, Mitchell. I think Mitchell coming back was much needed. You know, Shanahan loves using speed backs. We've seen that in the past with Mostert, Jeff Wilson, and Mitchell's another one of those speed backs. And, and I really think that Mitchell's use is going to continue to go up. You're right. I'm a bit co confused with Sermon's use. You know, you spend that third round capital on Trey Sermon. I expect him to be used a bit more than one carry you know maybe there's something they're not telling us maybe he's not 100% and he hasn't been since the concussion and, and it's really just been hurting our game but the uses of the usage of the backfield needs to improve and I think it did improve with Trey Lance in there I, as we said he's been a, he was our leading rusher last week with 89 yards and some of the things I saw with Trey Lance is even when he was handing off the ball to Elijah Mitchell, he would stutter and fake keeping it and going forward, which would keep the defense off guard, allowing opening up the edge for Mitchell to go for a big run. So, so there was a lot of stuff that I think with Trey Lance that can really elevate our offense, but he just needs a lot more seasoning, man. Well, absolutely. And the thing is, I was expecting that, right? I wasn't expecting Trey Lance to come out and be the next Joe Montana. It's his first start, and we all knew this, that this was, you know, especially when you look at the schedule beforehand, right, when we drafted Trey Lance, and look at the schedule saying, well, when could a potential Trey Lance debut come? I don't think anybody would have penciled in and said, yeah, week five at the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, and the Cardinals would be 5-0 and at that point. On the road, that's going to be Trey Lance's debut. I don't think anyone would say that would be ideal. A lot of people were saying, this next coming game against the Indianapolis Colts, who are one in four and you're at home, that might be a little bit better for Trey Lance. Um, so this was definitely a daunting task. And obviously, you know, it was forced because Garoppolo was not ready to go. So it is what it is. I thought overall Trey Lance was fine. And that pick, you know, to uh, I think it was uh, Buddha Baker out there. It is what it is. I think that's one of those things where it's Lance's first possession. And I, I don't know what you're saying, because you know what? That was a great drive. It was a good drive, and the Niners were, 
you know, trying to get stuff going. They had the nice pass to Yushek, and then you turn the ball over. It's unfortunate. Then they go right back down the field again, get to the goal line, and then you get stuffed at the goal line. It's unfortunate stuff. It's one of those games where in the NFC West, it's going to go one way or the other. And unfortunately, this this it just didn't go the Niners' way on this day. But I think the one thing I do want to highlight is Kyle Shanahan. And I know last week, I was very... You know, I, I, I was very vocal about it and said that I feel like this would need to be the Kyle Shanahan game and put Trey Lance in good situations. And I do think Kyle Shanahan did not do a very good job of that. I know Trey Lance, how he, how he ran things in North Dakota State. You do, you do a lot of design runs in to alter the playbook and all that stuff. But And then again, two weeks ago, he goes out and says, oh, well, we don't want to use Trey Lance like a running back. Well, it kind of seemed like you did on this day running the ball 16 times. He's the lead back. Elijah Mitchell didn't even get that many carries. Trey Lance is the quarterback. He only threw the ball, I think, what was it, 20, 29 times. He was 15 for 29 on the day. I wasn't very fond of that. I don't know about you, but I think that if in order for Trey Lance to be our future quarterback, you got to change the game plan and you need him to be more of a pure passer because it's it, because that's the whole reason why we drafted Trey Lance is because Jimmy Garoppolo can't stay healthy. What is the use of, of, you know, trading up the future for Trey Lance, giving up three first-rounders, if Trey Lance can't stay healthy and you're putting him in that position? I'm not very happy with Kyle Shanahan this week. Uh, I somewhat disagree with that. You know, you draft Trey Lance because of, like, the dynamicism of him. And, Absolutely. And the fact that he can run. And, and if you look at our team, what is the one thing we've always mentioned? Our team goes through the run game. So if our run game's not working, our offense kind of shuts down. And it's been like that in the past. We've seen it even with Jimmy G as the quarterback. So this year, our run game has been, you know, a bit shot. It hasn't been great. And Elijah Mitchell's back. Maybe he's not 100%. You know, he, he looked pretty good, but you never know with uh, the running backs. Uh, and, you know, they, they felt that Trey Lance could be that guy, could be that lead back. So I understand why he used Trey Lance a lot in the rushing situations. But at the same point, I also felt he like Shanahan didn't trust Lance enough right now throwing the ball so much. Because, I, yes, we have great receivers, although we were missing Kittle, which was a huge miss for uh, the Niners because that's a safety blanket that Trey Lance could use and start learning to use. But without our offense and a lot of drop passes, as I mentioned, it was just the, the only play that was working was Trey Lance going for a run. And, and it worked a lot. Trey Lance looked really good when he was running. And there was times where he was evading sacks and got positive yards, which is something you wouldn't see out of Jimmy G. So I don't think the game plan was great from Shanahan. I really think that was something that, you know, he it's on him and he's going to learn from it. But I, I wouldn't say it wasn't it wasn't the worst plan considering uh, how inexperienced Trey Lance is and you want to keep it more on the safe side and get your touchdowns and yards whichever way possible. That's totally fair. And I and I don't disagree with that at all. I thought that that is a really great point. That is why we traded for Trey Lance because of his ability to run the football and, and be dynamic and get out of you know pressures. Absolutely. And I do think, yes, that is a good thing that we did. It's his first start. You want to keep things on the ground. You know he's a dynamic runner. I totally get all that. My thing is, Trey Lance is is playing quarterback here, and you don't want to risk an injury. And he played one game, and all of a sudden, he's got a knee sprain. 
That's that's my concern with running the ball 16 times in a, as a design run. Run it eight times, run it nine times. Running double that, I, I just, I'm not too fond of it because here's the thing, man. We're two and three right now. And if we do not have Jimmy Garoppolo sitting on our bench right now, we would be shitting bricks right now and be like, oh my God, if we didn't have a bye week right now, Nate Sudfeld would be starting our next two games. So let's just say Jimmy Garoppolo is not a Niner and we didn't have a bye week. Nate Sudfeld would be starting our next two games and we could be looking at a possibility of going two and four heading in or two and five heading into another two games against the Rams and the Cardinals. But we got Jimmy Garoppolo sitting on our side. We have a bye week. Garoppolo's probably going to start the next game against Indy. And all of a sudden, okay, I feel a little bit better now. So we're lucky. So I'm kind of just thinking ahead, right? Not necessarily right now because obviously the goal is here and and what we're assuming is going to happen into the future. Garoppolo's no longer going to be a 49er post-2021. We don't know when the bye week's going to be. We don't know what's going to happen there, right? So assuming it's going to be Trey Lance and Nate Sudfeld or whoever the heck is going to be in our quarterback room next year, something happens to Trey Lance. We're now back to square one. Like, oh, crap, what are we going to do? That's been our whole thing with Jimmy Garoppolo over the last four years. That's my only concern. The rest, the whole game plan of him running the ball, I totally get that. Absolutely. But I'm just talking about injuries because it has been an absolute disaster the last one and a half years. And I just think we got to do anything that we can to protect Trey Lance. And that's where I'm saying for Kyle Shannon, he's got to keep that in mind. So I'm, yeah. I just want to put that out there at least. I, I, I agree. And I know that I've been someone who is against the week six bye week for a while because, you know, it doesn't give us as fresh legs for the postseason. But I got to say right now, thank God for the week six bye week. Because if we did not have this bye week, and both our quarterbacks may not have been healthy enough to play, it would have been a disaster playing this week. And so I, I am very thankful for this week six bye weeks. Give it time for Trey Lance to heal up, Jimmy G to be 100%. I knew from the get-go there was no way Jimmy G was playing. Jimmy G, you have the bye week next week. It would have been stupid to play Jimmy G and see him re-aggravated. And then you have to have Jimmy – or you have to have Trey Lance start uh, the rest of the season. So – my guess is at the end of this, the Colts game, we're going to see Jimmy G go out there. We're going to see him start probably unless he has a setback. Uh, I don't think the Lance injury is that serious. I, I think it's probably a week like after the bye week. If Trey Lance had to play against the Colts, I think he could. But I don't think they're going to start Trey Lance. You know, he, They've given him that start, that experience against the Cardinals. And he's still showing that rookie stuff that he needs to work out and he needs to learn in practice. And as like, I, I don't think Trey Lance had a terrible game. As I said, I, I thought his run game was actually uh, an excitement for the Niners. I do understand your concern about injuries, but at the same point, if Trey Lance isn't being utilized to run, then the Niners are at a disadvantage because then the teams will just protect for the pass and, and his passing game isn't as strong as his running game. Like it, at some point it could be, and at some point it probably will be, if not stronger. But it's that element right now that you need there. But as you said, I don't think they're going to use Trey Lance as much because they don't want that injury and they don't want that lingering injury that could happen for a couple years. So injuries are a tough thing because you can't really predict any injury. It, it, injuries are so common in the sport of football and probably every sport that. 
it's hard to predict, but I understand your point of try to avoid them as much as possible. Absolutely. When you're playing the quarterback position, right, you got to stay on the field as much as possible, right? And that's that's my only concern with that. But I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens going forward. But this is what I've been saying for the really every time I've seen Trey Lance on the field, and not just for like you know a little run play or a red zone play, like an actual possession. Or so say preseason last week and then this past week here against the the Cardinals, Trey Lance has shows a lot of potential, a lot. Really good. He has he's got a good head on himself. He's got a great, you know, great athleticism, big arm, you know, physical. He can run the ball, super dynamic in the pocket. Trey Lance is all the attributes to be a great quarterback in the NFL. But this is exactly what I've been saying all offseason. Let him sit this year. Do not rush him. And I think the 49ers faithful needed this game to kind of be like, okay, relax. We need Jimmy G out this year and let Trey Lance sit because he needs this year to sit and learn. He's going to be so much more prepared next year when you have a year under yourself, right? That's my only thing with Trey Lance. I'm fine. This week was okay. Not a big deal to me. I'm not worried. However, I am worried the fact that he starts one game and he's already on the injury report. That's the only thing that concerns me. But we'll have to see what happens going forward. And yeah, like you talked about, yeah, you and I both said over the past several weeks that week six bye week, you know, we're not fond of it. But yeah, it came at a great time because if, if not for a bye week, we would have been seeing two Super Bowl champion quarterbacks who didn't win the Super Bowl go at it in Carson Wentz and Nate Sudfeld. So thank heavens that that is not the case. Having said that, let's go inside the numbers into this game against the Cardinals. The Niners had 19 first downs. They were 3 for 11 on third downs. The highlighted stat in this game, 1 for 5 on fourth downs. I, I do want to get your take on that in a second. The Niners had 338 total yards, 186 through the air. Obviously, there was the one pick like we talked about. We gave up two sacks. wasn't wasn't totally bad that the offensive line did a decent, fair, fairly decent job. JJ Watt, I got to give the credit where it's due. That D line was fantastic. A lot of tip balls. Kudos to them. And the Niners won the time of possession by thirty one minute or thirty one minutes twenty eight minutes. And then I also want to highlight another thing: seven penalties for sixty yards. Mike McGlinchey, man, God, bro, this guy had at least two or three pivotal penalties called on him. The Niners' old line they played good. But there were a lot of holding penalties called on us. Trent Williams got called for a few as well. Got to work on that. But I do want to get your take on the one for five fourth downs. Did you love it? Did you hate it? What are your what are well, kind of takeaways from that? Well, obviously I didn't love it. It's a one in five. That's not a great percentage at all. I was I was kind of shocked because I think the one at like you look at Trey Lance, you look at his running ability, you look at the rest of our offense, and you think, okay, there's so much they can do on fourth and ones when they go for it that it, it shouldn't really be a problem. You can either keep it with Trey Lance or give it to Elijah Mitchell, or maybe you you play action and you go for a deep shot because they're probably not expecting it. And and I really just thought that they underperformed on fourth downs when it mattered most. Um, I think it's more of a learning experience for Trey Lance. But as you said, it was more of the game plan from Shanahan. I, I kind of expected more out of those. Uh, the holding penalties, they, they need to get improved on. Like our, our line can't can't be holding them for that long. Uh, Trey Lance needs to learn to get the ball out sooner. I think that would help as well. But uh, other than that, like the fourth and one, you got to convert. They, it, that's a terrible percentage. And I don't think third downs were much better getting us to those fourth downs, which is, it, it's just, 
it's going to take time and experience. Uh, I don't think this first start was terrible for Trey Lance because he was able to go up against, right now, the best team in the NFL, the only undefeated team in the Arizona Cardinals. And they're the only under, undefeated team for a reason. They beat the LA Rams, who everyone thought was going to be the best uh, team in this division. And, and their defense looks like a real deal. Their offense, we we know what Kyler Murray can do. And Kyler Murray this year looks like an MVP candidate. He he is sharing the ball with everyone. He's running when he has to. He He's playing at the top of his game. And, and honestly, I, I thought because of that, the Niners played extremely well. I, I got to give a shout out to the defense because I, I know we've been talking a lot about the offense because that's our main concern. But man, this defense was so solid throughout the game. Our Bosa had a good game. DJ Jones had a sack and, and the corners were locked down. Considering you're going up against a team with DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Moore, AJ Green, Christian Kirk, their weapons, and, and you got Kyler Murray slinging them the ball. Like th- there was a lot of options, and, and our defense stood their ground and they played really well. Uh, usually we suck against mobile quarterbacks. That's something that yeah. we've known to be just so bad at. And, and we kind of stopped Kyler Murray. Holding Kyler Murray to 17 points is a massive win. It's a massive win. The The Cardinals before this game was averaging 35 points per game. Holding them to 17, it, it's, it's almost unheard of. So while I do think there was a lot of questions on the offense, this was 100% a winnable game, and it was all because of our defense. Absolutely. No, our defense kept us in the entire way. And, you know, I have I, I feel like our defense has been it's been a bit of a roller coaster for them. They've had a lot of great moments, a lot of bad moments. But when I, when I'm really looking at each game here, the Niners defense has only really had one bad game in terms of the entire game. And that was against the Packers. Right. They, they struggled majority of that game. But you look at everything else. They what they had. They they destroyed the Detroit Lions for three quarters. The defense did. They had multiple turnovers, multiple sacks. They were all over Jared Goff and then, you know, avoided a late collapse in the fourth quarter, right? Seahawks' first half was excellent. And then once the Seahawks got that first touchdown, they kind of just collapsed as well in the second half. The Eagles game, they were phenomenal. And then this past weekend, they were great again. So I do have to give a lot of credit to D'Amico Ryans because I know a lot of people have been talking about this defense and, oh, I'm not really sure. It's not a great defense. And, I'm, I myself was was kind of unsure, but yeah, they we, have... we we talked about it last week about how we were concerned about the defense, and you know we weren't as worried about the offense. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'd say my only, I wouldn't even call it a concern, but it's something that we need to get better at to kind of change the momentum of games is takeaways. The Niners don't have a lot of takeaways, yep. and that's something that we were really, really good at two years ago, and even last year we did we had our fair share of them, and I do got to say. Not having Richard Sherman out there, you know, in the cornerback position, who had a lot of those picks, certainly else. But I do got to say, man, Emmanuel Mosley looks really good. I got to I gotta, I gotta give the credit where it's due. He looks really good. And Josh Norman also played really well. So, honestly, our cornerbacks, and then you got Lenore out there, and K1 Williams is expected to return next week as well. So, our secondary is not as bad as I think that we all kind of assumed it was before. And And you know what? The one guy who I've given so much crap on this podcast to came up with a massive play in this game. And speaking of takeaways, Dante Johnson came yep. up with a huge play in this game. I have to give credit to him because I've been picking him apart for the last few weeks. Came up with a huge play when we needed it. And that was a takeaway. That's what I'm talking Those kinds of plays 
and the Niners couldn't convert on fourth down. Going back to the fourth downs real quick, I, I got to say, there was one particular one, the one where Juszczyk ran in motion and then snuck it. They ran that against oh, the Packers. Yeah. They ran it again. Now, I love this play. That was not the time to do it. That one yard was a very long one yard. That's the kind of play that you run on like maybe a fourth and inches. But that was a fourth and a long one. I thought they should have went out wide, should have ran maybe a sweep to Mitchell, should have done a Trey Lance, you know, a run to the right or left, and, you know, have Trent Williams in front of you, right, get that extra block to get that extra yard. I didn't like that play. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this goes back to Shanahan and, and planning for the one for five is most certainly not ideal. And especially in the second half, sure, I like it. It's a one-score game. You're on the road, hostile environment. I'm totally cool with the aggressiveness. But in the first half, when you're hanging with them, Mitch Wisnowski, who we've getting, we've given a lot of love to on this podcast, he has been one of the best punters in the NFC, if not the entire NFL. Why not try to pin Kyler Murray and them back in the first half? Second half, I get it. Be aggressive. Especially when your defense, it's yep. not like your defense is out there getting smoked, right? If that's a whole other ball game, then I totally understand going for it on fourth down if your defense is letting Kyler, Moore, Kyler Murray run wild. That was not the case. I don't know. The game management was a little off from Kyle Shannon, which you don't see very often. And I got to say, I was a little disappointed in that. But, you know, it is what it is. And going into the individual stats, which there wasn't really a ton because the offense was mainly around Trey Lance, which as we expected it would. He's 15 for 29, 192 yards, no touchdowns, one pick, 89 rushing yards. Elijah Mitchell, nine carries, 43 yards, 19 receiving yards. Debo Samuel only had three catches, 58 yards, 13 rushing yards, and a TD. And the rest was Juice had three catches, Ayuk had two, Dwelly had two, Sanu had two. Wasn't a lot in the passing game. And then the defense was sensational. You called out DJ Jones, had a sack, big sack. Bosa had a sack. And then I talked a lot about Josh Norman, who had a great game. Uh, Joukowsky Tart had seven tackles. And then, of course, Frederico Warner leading the defense with nine tackles on the day. So, you know, tough loss. It is what it is. You know, again, I think a lot more people are panicking than not. I'm definitely concerned in some ways more than others, but I'm not ready to hit the panic button yet. We got the one and four Colts. We got the Bears after that. I think the next two games are very winnable. And you got you to gotta look at our schedule, man. I think this was the hardest stretch that, that we're going to have all year. Packers, Seahawks, Cardinals with Russell Wilson, right, rather this was um this was easily the toughest one. The next stretch that I look at is week nine and ten. You got Cardinals and Rams both at Levi Stadium. And the rest of that, you look at the schedule, man. It just looks like a ton of winnable games. So we got Indy and Chicago coming up after the bye. Then you got Arizona and LA gonna be a tough two-game stretch. Jacksonville, Minnesota, Seattle. Is Russell Wilson gonna be back or not? Don't know. Cincinnati, Atlanta, Tennessee, Houston. This is a much, much easier schedule, and we just went through probably the hardest stretch we've had all year. So if we lose to the Colts or Bears, then I'm ready to then I'm sorry, I'm ready to hit the panic button. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we have a winnable schedule, and I think we have to split that Cardinals Rams section on week Absolutely. nine and ten if we want to continue and uh, compete. The Russell Wilson injury is something I want to talk about. That that is a big important injury for the Niners you know when if the Russell Wilson out the Seattle's clearly becoming the fourth team in this NFC West and that really gives us a bit of a boost because we're now tied with Seattle uh 
at two and three. So, so if Seattle keeps on dropping and I, the Russell Wilson injury, I don't know how long will be out. Some people say a month. Some people say six to eight weeks. Uh, it really depends. But if he's out when we face him, that is massive for us. That is so ginormous because we can be the Geno Smith Seahawks, but the Russell Wilson Seahawks, we already lost to them this year. And, and, and you know, those divisional matchups, as we've said time and time again, those are the most concerning matchups in our schedule because we are in the hardest division in the NFL. But if we can split the divisional matchups, we will be fine. We have a chance then to make the playoffs. But the next two games, as you said, those are must-win games. If you don't beat the Colts or the Bears in the next two weeks, then there's no, you're not going to have a chance at winning. If you if you're two and four or three and four going against the Cardinals and the Rams, it, it's not going to be looking great. So I really think this bye week's good. It's going to help them regroup. You know, we were missing our two most important offensive players in Kittle, or two of our three in Kittle and Garoppolo, because I think Trent Williams is also one of the most important players. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But but Garoppolo and Kittle, the dynamic duo. If they're out there, I think it's a completely different ball game because, you know, you can count on them to get seven more points, and that's a, that's a tie game right there. So I, I really think coming out of it, we're going to come out strong. Shanahan has two weeks to prepare for the Colts. Uh, I, I really think it's going to be a good game for the Niners, and I, it needs to be a prove-it game. Oh, absolutely. And, it's, and it looks like it's going to stay on primetime, so the whole world is going to be watching – so the Niners, this it is a really good opportunity, right? We haven't won a home game yet this season. This would be a big time to go in there, get your first home win in a long time, and you know come out here with a with a win. And it's you know last year was kind of the same thing. We were two and three. We were in need of the big game Sunday night. Our Levi's against the Rams, and the Niners played a complete game. And that's the line that I'm kind of looking for. I want to see a complete game out of these guys. I haven't seen it yet this season, right? Week one, the offense was fantastic. The defense, it looked like it. If it wasn't for the fourth quarter, you know, collapse against Detroit, that was a complete game. Philadelphia, I don't know if you want to call that a complete game because the offense struggled, but we did win the game and both sides came up. So I would say that maybe a little bit, but not a true complete game. And then the last three games have not been a complete game. We have won. I want to see this be the offense is in sync. The defense is getting stops. Doesn't have to be totally perfect on each side, but both of them get the job done and we win. That's what I'm looking for in this game. Niners need to come out, get a win, and I'm, I'm and man, I'm ten to your point with the Cardinals, Rams in weeks nine and ten. Sure, you want to split it? That's fine. I mean, getting one is more important, but I don't know, man. We're zero and two in the division. You gotta you gotta start stringing together wins ASAP. And I mean, sure, I, I guess you know, look at one side. Sure, let's try and get one of them at the bare minimum. Let's try to get one. But hey, man, let's try to win as many games as you can because I I look at this this second half of the schedule and I see a lot of possible wins. And we just played three really really good football teams. Two teams I think are, the, are two of the top teams in the league in Green Bay and Arizona. And the only reason why I'm not putting Seattle is because Russell Wilson's hurt. If Russell Wilson was hurt, I'd say, no, we just played three of the top teams in the NFC. So, you know, it is what it is, but we got to go out here and we got to prove that we can play with the big boys. But it starts with winning games we're supposed to win. So 
We'll see what's going on. I, I don't I, know. I just want to circle back to Brandon Ayuk because there's one comparison that keeps on coming up in my head. And I really hope this isn't the same comparison because it did not end well for the Niners, but it's the Dante Pettis comparison. You know, that second round, that, that wide receiver who balled out in his first year and then never got the touches again. Uh, I really hope that IU can find whatever Shanahan and Lynch want him to find and he's able to ball out again. But I, that, that Pittis comparison is the thing that keeps coming to my brain. I, I just had to bring it out. I, I know we were talking about something completely different. I just, I had to bring it up. No, for a second, I thought you were going to mention AJ Jenkins and I was about to throw <laughs> up, but, but no, Dante Pettis, that's, that definitely sounds a lot more similar to Brandon. Ayuk. I can see where you're, where you're coming from in that way, but I don't know. The way that I looked at it is Dante Pettis in his first season, he had a lot of garbage time touchdowns. Yeah. Like he didn't really, you know, there weren't a lot of games where he was getting 100 yards and he was making bigger. Brandon Ayuk was pretty much our number one receiver for a lot last year. So he had a instrumental role. I mean, he played really good for most of the year which is why I don't understand what the hell is going on with him. Is it the fact that we're just not getting him the ball? Shannon's not putting in. And and don't give me the whole BS about, oh, Trent Shurfield's had a great game. Trent Shurfield has done nothing since week one. So don't give me that. I don't know what the hell is going on, but we need somebody to help out Debo with Sam. I know Debo's out there balling the hell out, <laughs> but somebody's got to help him, right? And George Kittle's not going to be back to week nine. Somebody has got to help Debo in the past game. And Brandon Ayuk is supposed to be that guy. So I don't know what the hell is going on there. They got to get that thing sorted out. I don't I don't know what the criteria John Lynch and Kyle Shannon are looking for, but I guess that's an in-house thing. But I don't know, man. I'm I'm just as confused as as the rest of us are about that whole situation. It makes no sense to me. But you know, I don't know. We're gonna have to see how that goes. But I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really sure what to make of that. But going to the injury report here. Um, we got some news on Jeff Wilson today, and apparently he's not going to be back until late November, which is not good because we need help in the run game badly. So it doesn't look like he's going to be coming back anytime soon, probably another month or so. K1 Williams is questionable with the calf. I think all signs are pointing towards he will play if all goes to plan against Indianapolis in week seven. Garoppolo, same thing with a calf injury. He's got a nice week off here. Um, I, I honestly, I think if Garoppolo's back to practice on whenever they start on Monday or Tuesday of next week, I think Garoppolo's going to be starting in, in week seven. Trey Lance with a knee sprain. He's questionable against Indy. No idea. We'll find out later in the week how bad that was. Marcel Harris broke his thumb. I believe he'll go on IR. Cannot confirm that. George Kittle is already on IR with a calf injury. I do want to talk about him in a minute. And then Robbie Gold's also on IR with a groin injury. Um, he'll probably miss about two or three games. Joey Sly will be our kicker in the next few days. And honestly, I like Joey Sly, so I'm cool with that. Um, I do want to circle back to George Kittle, though, real quick here before we before we end off this episode. And this, so I know we talked we talked a lot about, and everyone kind of looks at Garoppolo and his injuries, right, over the past few years. Nobody's really talked about George Kittle's injuries over the past few years, and and I do want to shed some light on this because George Kittle, absolutely one of the best players in the NFL certainly one of if not the best tight end in the National Football League he's amazing at what he does but this is another guy needs to stay on the field I can't remember the last time Travis Kelsey missed a game 
Darren Waller is on the field majority of the time, at least not knock on wood. He's a phenomenal player. George Kittle has now missed games for the third straight season. And I, be- and I believe, I think it was, what was it, week one or two that he was kind of injured as well, but he, but he played through it in the Packers game. George Kittle's got to get... The, the one comparison that I'll go to in a completely different sport here, George Kittle just reminds me of Anthony Davis of the Lakers. I see Because it. It, it seems like every year, he's so freaking talented, but something happens to him. Oh, my calf is sore. Or my, my leg is sore. Whatever it is, my arm, my bio, whatever it is. It seems like something's always wrong with George Kittle. And he is a really, really, really important part of this offense. And it's kind of bugging me now because it's like, Okay, I get it. We're we're already an injury prone team, but George, we need you on the field for sixteen or seventeen games, man. Like we can't have you missing three games like this. I'm a little worried about George. I think he's got to do something this off season. I would have hoped it would have been last off season, coming off of an injury. But this off season, man, I know it's, it's we're not even at week six yet, and I'm talking about the off season. But he got to do something to get his body right, man, because this is the third straight year that he's missing games. Yeah, you know, you you got to question the strength and conditioning coaches. It, as you said, he he's missed this is his third straight year with injuries. It's not necessarily all on him. Maybe they got to switch up his conditioning, switch up how his body's working because that that's part of the reason why he's getting all of these injuries. But yeah, him missing the next three weeks is a massive blow to the offense. You know. Uh, and it, it really hurts because the offense is what was struggling last week and what needs to pick up. So, so all that slack, you know, you you got to give more to Debo. And, and as you said, Lynch and Shanahan don't really want to give a lot of work to Ayuk right now, which which is puzzling considering you're running out of options uh, on offense. So I would have thought you'd use Ayuk, maybe to, uh, have more play designs for Ayuk. And it's it's just really puzzling. I hope George Kittle gets better. But yeah, as you said, a lot of people talk about the Jimmy G injury, but but people don't really mention the George Kittle and, and how many times he's been injured and how that's really affected us. Because although he's not playing in that premium position of quarterback, George Kittle is one of the best tight ends, if not the best tight end in the league. Because A, he is one of he's probably the best blocking tight end. And he can catch and receive as, as well as he does. So George Kittle is an important piece to this offense. As I said, one of the top three pieces to this offense. And him missing three games is really affecting us. Yeah, and I do want to point out, of course, the three-week IR rule means you're not missing three weeks. You're missing three games. Yes. If that was the case, he would be back for the Chicago game. But because... Of the bye week, the bye week does not count. And he already missed Arizona's game, so he will miss Indy and Chicago. So the earliest he could return would be week nine against Arizona. And I do think he'll be back because George is a warrior, and I'm sure he does not want to miss these next few games. But apparently it was fairly bad. But that's what I mean. Like, he's like, do something, man. Do something. Change your diet. I don't know. Like, just do something. Strength and conditioning. I don't know, man. I got to say, it's these injuries are not a coincidence for us. John Lynch has done this for years, and I, I can't remember if I, may, I might have mentioned this already, but I'll just mention again real quick. John Lynch has taken a chance on a lot of injury-prone players, hoping that they'll stay healthy, and it hasn't worked out very well for us. Jason Verrett is one. Kittle had some injury issues coming in. Bosa had some injury issues before we drafted him. You know, going down the hall, Debo had injury issues You know, before we drafted him. 
the list goes on and on and on, right? Garoppolo, before we traded him, he also got injured in his, you know, first time starting with New England, one game in. You go through the line and you start to realize the pattern there. It's not a coincidence. It's unfortunate, but that's unfortunately the way that our team was built. But, you know, can't do anything about that now, right? It's, you know, next man up mentality and you can't make excuses. But I don't know. I, I just wanted to point that out because George Kittle is, you know, one of the best players on our football team. And we, you know, he's a really big part of our offense in the run game, in the pass game. And I don't know where the hell our run game is right now. And and I'm I'm shocked that we're not in the conversation for Marlon Mack. I do want to post, I do want to, you know, throw that out there as well. Shocked because we need a lot of help in the run game. Mostert's not coming back. Wilson's not coming back until late November. Elijah Mitchell's great. Don't get me wrong. I love him. But as we've seen, he's injured. I know Hasty's coming back soon, but I don't know. I would have thought by now we would have done something. Maybe it's our cap space issues. I have no idea what what the issue is there, which is totally fine. But just I am a little shocked that they're not doing a little more to try and amp up the run game a little bit. But we'll see what happens. Niners are on a bye. We will preview the Colts game next week and see where the rest of the NFC West. The Cardinals head to Cleveland. The Rams head to New York to face on the Giants. And the Seahawks will go to Pittsburgh take on the Steelers on Sunday night. So that'll do it from this week's episode of the 49 Away Podcast. Hope everyone enjoys this week and enjoys a nice Sunday of football. No 49ers football, but the rest of the league will go on as usual. Chevy, final thoughts? I'm excited to watch Red Zone this weekend without having to flip back and forth between the Niners game. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. There'll definitely be some great games. I do think that Cardinals-Browns game will definitely be interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, sh- should be a good one and among others. So... That'll do it from this week's episode. We'll see y'all next week when the Niners take on the Colts. And hopefully we will have a starting quarterback for that game. Praying to God, Jimmy Garoppolo is ready to go for that one. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the 49 Away Podcast. Keep it locked. We got a lot more content coming your way. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more 49ers news and analysis.